You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the Best Life. What's up, besties? <laughs> What's going on? This, How are you? This is, <laughs> I'm good. This is weird now. So I just wanted to protect the audio quality by turning off our video, but now we're just looking at pictures of each other's headshots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, the but the never-ending string of uh, tech issues. Oh my God. But, but here we are. 300. Yeah, we're here. We make it work. Episodes. Hey man, we publish on time most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> so Je- Jeff and I have been working with this client for a couple of years now. And we always say we're the only agents, like we're not even really an agency. It's just him and I, but we're like, we're the only marketing agency that will work for you 24 seven, except before nine. So that's, <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of also here. We publish on time most of the time. Right. <laughs> well, it's funny um, because Danny and I have been talking about, this is Jill, by the way, we were talking about, um, we're going to be doing some rebranding with the podcast. We're talking about, you know, potentially bringing on some more sponsors and really just up-leveling things in the podcast. And we were, we were, we were in talks with someone who might help us. And I guess he was telling us that we needed to get our brand together, Instagram and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, wait, we can't just post like old dresses on our Instagram and sell them for $20 and call it a brand. <laughs> if you guys might, maybe you missed that a couple of times we've done. I mean, we did like cl- some cleaning out of the closets and we've done uh, some, some dress sales on our Insta. But yeah, probably not the best branding to, uh, oh my to gosh. command a lot of sponsorship dollars. <laughs> it's always fun. It's fun for y'all and it's fun for us. I mean, I guess yeah. if we were even better at photography, we could actually make the sales look better, but we just are janky and we just start throwing stuff on in, in the bedroom. But anyway, we're right. here. We do it. Yeah. Um, I'm actually, uh, this is Danny J. I'm in the St. George studio. I came up to Utah for the weekend and I'll have to share more about this later, but I was coming up to do, well, I was really coming up to get my hair did because I have not got my hair done since December and it's August. So I just got a little bit of touch up highlights and got my ends trimmed because I keep just throwing them over my shoulder and trimming my own hair, which is <laughs> probably not. Did you get your best. extensions put back in? No, not yet. But um, I'm actually going to be a hair model tomorrow or Sunday. I don't know what day today is. I'm going to be a hair model for this girl who does a different kind of extensions. And so I'll get some new extensions. So oh. we'll see. They're kind of a an interesting, like, thing that she created. And I like asked if I can be a hair model so I can get 
they're not free. I got to pay for the hair, but so I could get the installation free, I guess. So it'll be fun. We'll see what happens. Oh, exciting. We've come yeah. a long way from that episode, that hair loss episode a few months I back. Know. You know, it's still like my hair stopped falling out just like to update people. And I actually went to a hair loss doctor, uh, like telemedicine. They're in, they're in um, Texas. If you're interested, you can look up Dr. Yaker, Y-A-K-E-R. But um, they gave me some really great information about, it's called, t- I don't know something effluvium, telium effluvium. That's when your hair comes out, whether it's stress after an illness, et cetera. And you normally lose about a hundred hairs a day, but then when this happens, you're losing like three to 500 a day. Mm. And so they explained this to me and I was like, yes, that's what's happened. So they gave me like a product to start using to help my hair grow. I haven't noticed much hair growth. I don't think maybe cause I'm starting to get little frizzies, but it definitely at least has stopped falling out probably a couple months ago. So that already makes me feel better. And for yeah. some reason it feels less stringy than it did. So something. Yeah. I think also like it probably just the stark contrast of then taking out your extensions too. I'm sure everyone feels bald when they take their extensions out for the yeah. first like week, you know, you're just like, where's all my hair, but yeah, yeah, I mean, and also you just obviously you've been through such a stressful period of time. I mean, that's going to take a toll. I remember, you know, right after I went through separation divorce for sure, I was, I, my hair definitely thinned, right? away. Uh, so this is what it is. Fucking, yep. fucking being a woman, man, sometimes, Dude, you know, I was talking all to the ch- my- all the hair went to my chin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Dude. I have no hair in my head. I just have a beard now. Dude, that the is fuck? real. That is fucking real. Well, I was talking to my, the hairstylist and she said, you know, hair loss is really traumatic for women. It's just, you don't expect it. And it's just something you I don't know. It's you don't really realize how much you attach maybe femininity and how you look to it, but it really does mess with you a bit, you know. And I well, and I also feel you like just I'm feel like it. you're gonna be bald in like five seconds too. Yes. That's what's you're like. All right, like I don't look terrible <laughs> right this second, but by next year I'm definitely gonna be bald. So you start <laughs> yeah. being like, should I get a wig? Like what should I fucking Dude, do? I was definitely googling wigs and looking at like I was looking at all the things. So well, like yeah. you know, dudes will use that powdered hair. That shit makes me oh laugh. Like that, like spray on hair. I used to love those commercials. I mean, if you feel like you're sort of like balding a little, like your just hair is getting more sparse, you could just fill it in with that hairspray. Dude, I'm going to get fuzzy that hair. Canned hair. Hair in a can. <laughs> hair in a can. Uh, I'm going to re- free market that shit. Call it oh, hair in a man. can. I'm, I'm doing it. So, um, so, yeah. So, what are we talking about today? We are talking a little bit about the coaching space. And I'm actually really intrigued by this. Um, had a friend of mine kind of share this with me. She's also a coach in, in the space and she's a business coach. And she shared this with me like last year. And I wasn't sure exactly what she was talking about, but she was kind of saying that there's this sort of new genre of coach in the space um, who is, and it's like a series, it's like a whole group of coaches who are coaching in a similar way. And the idea is that instead of, you know, creating a sales page with like everything that you get and like itemizing things and building value and doing sales conversations and sales calls and all the more like traditional marketing that we've done, this sort of new breed of coach is sort of very much um, leveraging this idea of your energy produces your results. So for example, and you know, we've sort of talked about this a little bit, how you and I have invested in our business and how it sort of changed us as a person. So uh, it's that's sort of a microcosm of what we're talking about, which is every time you invest in yourself, in your, in your business and your, you know, whatever it is that you want to get better at, in, in my case, it would be business coaching, even just the act of investing 
the like the energy that it takes to invest something significant in your future is a, a signal to your higher self that you're like ready to level up and you sort of start to become someone different as a result of that investment. I'm sure that's happened to you. It certainly happened to me. And you sort of start acting differently. Even in this most recent mastermind that I've that I've been a part of, I made a deal with myself. I said, look, you know, if I'm going to be investing this much money, I'm going to commit to showing up to all the calls and being vulnerable and asking for help. Those are my two big things. Cause I, I typically am like, ah, whatever, like I can't make the call or like, I don't want to be on like a zoom or whatever. And also I tend to, because I coach so many people, it's really hard for me sometimes to admit that I'm struggling with something, but I was like, you know what, if I'm going to actually enroll in a coaching program, I'm going to be, I'm going to become this person. Of course, at Jill, we've done a lot of things differently in the last year, but anyway, the idea behind this new sort of breed of coach is no sales calls no DM conversations. Basically the entire idea is you're paying for long-term high ticket mentorship, business mentorship, lifestyle mentorship, and you invest because you, your investment is like, a, it's a belief in yourself, that act of investing and, and really putting yourself on the hook and paying a lot of money for mentorship is changing, quote, your vibration, putting you on a different energy level, to where you start showing up differently and you start attracting more wealth and more abundance. But I thought it was really interesting. So when my friend told me about this, she said she was came from like the more traditional model like me. And she was like, yeah, I'm getting like so messed up in my head of like, is this even ethical to be doing this? It's basically telling people that if they're not ready to part with a significant amount of money, then they're not quote unquote, ready to level up. They're not mm. ready for the next level, which to me is like a little bit of like, I, I don't like love this approach. I feel like if someone's investing, they should know what they're buying. There's even like secret offers where like, they're not even telling you what's included. They're just like, if you even have to ask any questions, you're not ready. You don't believe in yourself. You don't believe in the you know pro process, whatever. And you have to believe in order for it to work. So it almost feels a little bit like a pyramid scheme to me, but I also don't know a ton about it, but there is this sort of new, and I was just wanted to talk to Danny about sort of what we're seeing and how energy could potentially fit into this whole conversation instead of being like, here are the deliverables and here's the value you're getting. And here's how many zoom calls and all the like nuts and bolts, instead of just taking away all of that and asking people to like, believe in themselves via believe in themselves via yes. investment. Uh, there's so much to unpack in this. Um, it's almost like a yes. And it's so, you know, you do probably need to invest more than you're comfortable with to level up and to just kind of put that energy out there. And I do believe there's some energetics behind things. Yeah. And, and I also think, and I've said this so many times, marketers ruin everything. <laughs> and there, um, there's this idea um, that, you know, just giving the exchange is the, the transformation. Yep. So a lot of people say the transaction is the transformation. I yep. think that can be true in a lot of spaces or it can at least start it. Right. Yeah. But I, I was chatting with a girlfriend last with, of mine last night, who's a coach and she coaches hundreds and hundreds of women and has a lot of experience in coaching. And she was saying last night, she said, you know, with everything I know now with NLP, which is neuro-linguistic programming and just different modalities, she goes, I could really use this to make a lot more money and manipulate people and use it for bad. Mm. And so I think that what happens is sometimes we, and this isn't to say whoever's doing it is bad. I don't know, but there can be really good coaches who have like 
there's a lot of stuff a lot of coaches know and are really good at and mm -hmm. have worked with so many people that they know the right words to say, the right strings to pull, where they can just manipulate manipulate you into thinking, this is what I need. I, I can't even move to the next level without giving you my money. Yep. In these weird ways of marketing where you're sitting there watching their stuff going, oh my gosh, if I don't invest, there's so much FOMO they create, yeah. like they're really yep. good at what they do. Yep. And so it's like, I don't know this, these people enough to say whether or not they are creating real transformation or they're kind of turning into this, like using their good powers for bad now. And mm -hmm. it's really, I know actually uh, Russell Brunson, he started ClickFunnels and he's written expert secrets and.com secrets and traffic secrets books. He says at one of the beginnings of his book, I think expert secrets or.com secrets, he goes, I'm going to teach you all this, but promise me you'll use this for good because there are so many things out there that can be like, there can be a real big transformation, but not everyone is using these things ethically. And mm -hmm. so there is this like, is this ethical at all? I don't know. I have a friend of mine who <laughs> she was kind of doing something similar. I, I talked with her in Mexico and she said, you know what, Danny, I just invested in this coach. I paid her a lot of money. I don't know if it was $10,000. I want to say it was about $10,000. And she said, I didn't even talk to her. I gave her the money and already my life is changing. And already like I'm creating new programs. And she said, and she won't even talk to me. Like we don't even talk. We, I think maybe they do Voxer only or just mm -hmm, message yeah. or something. And she goes, this is the kind of client I want. I go, I want them to just give me money. And the transformation happens. And we don't even like, we don't even coach. And I was thinking that's interesting. I'm like, that sounds great for you. Um, I don't know if I could ask for people's money and never talk to them, but <laughs> I mean, it sounds ideal, like now on the next level of vibration, but, um, she told me this and I thought, I just kind of nodded in my head, like saying like, she did it herself and she felt great. So she thought, why not I do this and have other people give me money? Cause I gave a coach money and she didn't talk to me. So a lot of people give money and I won't talk to them. I know this is out there. And so for one of my friends who did invest in this way, and she's going to have other people, it seemed to work for her. So maybe it works and maybe there's a type of person. And, and I guess this goes back to, and this is kind of another piece I wanted to bring in is our messaging and who we are going for. So if you are maybe trying to get that client who really believes in energetics and really believes in manifestation, and they are like, yes, you are speaking my language, whatever you're saying, like, take my money. Maybe that's just not who we're currently yeah. talking to and it works for them. Yeah, no, I think that's such a good point because it's, I think for someone that's going to, that's going to resonate. It's funny because, um, on Twitter, I don't know how often you're on Twitter, but recently I just saw like a couple posts on Twitter of people saying that the coaching industry is a scam. And I was like, really? And I was kind of like, ah, cause obviously I've had so much success being a coach and also being coached. And I think, you know, I, I think sometimes it can be taken to the extreme. I know like, especially online now, people are saying you need to niche down. And so we have people being like alignment coaches and boundary coaches and energetic coaches that like, I mean, every, like anything could be coached on. Right. But I was really curious about that. And I'm wondering like where that's sort of coming from. And I think it's sort of being commoditized. So I actually put a, um, uh, a, what's it called a poll up on my Twitter. And I said, do you think the coaching industry is a scam? It was 69% of people said yes. Whoa. And so it was interesting. I, mean, I don't know that, again, but to your point, it really will resonate with the right person. And the beautiful thing about how many coaches there are online now is that you really can work with the exact right coach for you. 
So for example, one of the things that we've seen online, we've done whole episodes on this, the idea that, you know, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors within our, within our industry. And there's a lot of people who will do stuff like, I don't know, like pose by like a luxury car and just not, just not say, not say it's theirs, but not, not say it's theirs. And so this idea of like, I'm going to rent bags and shoes for my photo shoot, or I'm going to, you know, take a picture in front of a private jet that I'm not going on or whatever it is. So there is a lot of sort of smoke and mirrors, but I think you have to decide, is that your vibe or not? You know, there's certainly plenty of people who are like looking at like, yes, I want to be able to fly a private in a private jet. And I do want to be able to have bags and shoes and whatever. Cool. They're going to be attracted to those kinds of coaches who are a little bit more flashy or a little bit more like lifestyle based. And then there's going to be those coaches that are just trying to keep it a little bit more real. And, you know, and there's going to be room for people who are more attracted to that. It's really interesting to me these, but you have, at the end of the day, I think you have to show up as close to, I hate to say like authentically you, but really as close to authentically you as possible and trust that the right person is going to find you. It's interesting though, to, to sort of hedge our own responses to some of that kind of stuff. Like some of that stuff kind of like, I'll be honest, like kind of grosses me out. But I'm also like, wow, but they're also really successful. A lot of people really covet that lifestyle. So who am I to say? That's just maybe not the coach for me, you know? And and I think back on my own investments and I think about what exactly attracted me to those people. You know, my current coach is James Wedmore. And the thing that really attracted me to him was number one, he's been in the space a long time, time, even longer even than, longer me. than me. Number two, he's a strategy guy. And that's what I am too. And then he works like 10 hours a week. I'm like, yes, give me that. It's a $10 million business. He works like 10 to 15 hours a week. And it's not because he's like on private jets and whatever. It's just like, he has a team of people that are able to, that he's, he's built to the point where like, you know, he only has to work 10 to 15 hours a week and he comes in, he's like the guest star and he gets to just like teach. And then that's it. So he has the lifestyle and he has the, 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 you know, business that I covet, but everyone else, you know, you can look out there and there's a million different coaches for a million different types of people. So I'm glad that you said that because I think it's even becoming more relevant now with how many coaches are coming online. The idea that you have to settle for a coach that's not a perfect vibe for you, you don't have to do it anymore. Yeah. And I, I, the only thing I do have a problem with, with that, um, if it's uh, not your energy and you, you're not, it's not ready for you. I feel like it's, um, it's like a manipulative. It's like a neg. Did you ever read that book? Did you ever read that pick up that game by, um, it's called the game it's by, do you remember like those negs? Do you know what a neg is? N-E-G? So it's basically like, they're kind of, it's almost like a takeaway sale, right? It's Mm -hmm. like, um, the negative it's like, basically, I don't know. I feel like this is like an abusive boyfriend kind of like, (laughs) You're, uh, if you were, I don't know, I'm trying to think of just, if you had a concern, it was basically like, well, you know, that's your problem. Yeah. And just using someone was just telling me about their abusive boyfriend and, or ex-husband. And it was like the things he would say, like, if, well, if you really did love me, you would have done this. And so then suddenly Mm -hmm. you're like, oh, I know what it was. So she was, he wanted to marry her. And she was like, we're very new. We've only been dating for three months. And he's like, well, you know, if you really loved me. You'd already know. And so she was like, well, I don't not want to marry you. I just not there yet. So then she's questioning herself. Mm. Like, I really like this relationship. Mm. And so I feel like it's kind of that weird inception mm-hmm. where they're like, well, if you don't know. And so suddenly you're trying to prove to the coach mm-hmm. that you're good enough and that you mm-hmm. can't do it. So now suddenly you're throwing them their, your money and you're just actually going, I'm just trying to get more information. Like I'm not ready to marry you yet. I do right. like, you. we're dating 
but I don't know if I'm ready to give you $25,000. And the coach, the way the coaches are kind of putting this off is I, in my opinion, it's kind of like an abusive, abusive boyfriend mm-hmm. trying to, get you to marry them, like to trap you or something. Mm-hmm. So I think it's the way it's being done. That's a little icky. And that's why it feels kind of gross. Um, I just don't like manipulating people. Yeah. I like, and, and this is the way I do sales too. I generally, if I'm doing a sales call, it's not because I'm trying to pressure you into working with me. It's really like, let's see if we're a good fit. If I'm not a good fit for you, if you, if we get on a sales call and you lay out your issues that you have problems with, and I'm like, that's actually not my area of expertise. I would love to refer you out to someone that I trust and know, or if I don't, I'll tell you, I really don't know. Not sure how I could help you. I'll do some research to see if I know anyone. I'll ask some people in my network, but that's not my area of expertise. For me, that's how a sales call should go. A sales call should not, in my mind, be manipulating you saying you have all these problems and you're not going to go to the next level and you won't even make it. And you're not going to ever hit six figures unless you have a coach and that coach has to be me. And I do see that happening. And that is kind of icky. Yeah, no, I completely agree. When you said the manipulative boyfriend thing, I was like, that's exactly right. It's funny because for someone like me, it works the opposite way. When someone's like, oh, you're not ready. I'm like, no motherfucker, I am not ready. And I'm also not ready for this bullshit. Like like, that's how I, like that comes out in me. Like I do not do like passive aggression. I don't do bullying. I don't do gaslighting. I don't like to me, like the second that's the vibe, I'm just like, I'm out, you know, but for other people, you know, especially for beginners, this is why when you say marketing ruins everything, this is where I really feel bad because beginners don't have a level of discernment, right? Like they come in and they feel like they need to be doing everything. They feel like the, the business building is so fragile. Like if they miss one tiny thing, it's not going to work. Whereas you and I having done this for such a long time, we've had many ebbs and flows in business over the last 10, 12 years. So to me, I'm just like, it's just part of the, it's just par for the course. Like there's, you know, times where you're in scarcity, there's times when you're in abundance, there's times where things are going well, there's times when you have problems. And, but a, a beginner feels like their success is so fragile. It's so make it or break it. I need to have the right coach. I need to be doing the right things. And when you approach your business building that f- like fragilely, it, it does make you feel like you're walking on eggshells. I need to have the right coach or, oh my God, I'm not going to be successful. I don't pay this person $10,000. Look, there are a million ways to arrive at success. And I am a, obviously both Danny and I are huge advocates for investment because it's helped us so much. And to me, it is a cheat code, but, but $10,000, $20,000, like some of these are like hundred thousand dollar investments. You don't necessarily need that. You can invest $200 in a course, $500 in a course. You can just invest for free by listening to business podcasts, reading business books. Like there's a million ways to invest in yourself that hasn't, that doesn't mean like you, you're not going to be on the energetic vibration if you don't invest all this money, because then it just becomes now, however, and this is what I always try to remember and try to, to remind people, however, you're being sold is exactly how that coach is going to teach you to sell. So if it feels icky to you, if it feels better than, or it feels, um, uh, you know, pushy or it feels guilted or whatever, like that's typically what they're going to teach you. And so you have to always filter everything through, like, could I see myself doing that? Because when we talk about a pyramid scheme, that's literally what we're talking about. I'm not saying this is, but it could potentially turn into something like that, where it's like, you know, you have these people under you that then come in and then like you teach them how to like bring in people under them. And then like all of a sudden it just becomes like, what are we actually selling here? Energy? You know what I mean? Like, which is fine, but talk to me in 10 years, right? Like, you know, 
I'm so glad you said pyramid scheme because it definitely feels that way. And I have seen this, that the coaches will tell, share this method. Like, how did, how did you get in here and you invested? And I, what did I say? And you just gave me your $10,000. So you need to just raise your prices. And then you're like, what am yep. I raising my prices? On? What am I even selling? Right. An idea. <laughs> I'm selling fucking air. Yeah. And you know, I mean, and there's something to that, but the thing that I don't love about some of this messaging is everything's around money. Mm -hmm. It's like, I just closed a million dollar month. I just closed a, you know, I'm doing hundred K weeks. Someone just literally sent me 25 grand yesterday and it's fine. But like all you're selling is making more money. What are you actually providing? And it's, I'm like, I'm a, a capitalist. I do like that. Like the market will like filter people out who are not doing good work. But I do feel bad for beginners because I feel like they're the most susceptible for something like this, where it just feels like they're being, their insecurities are being preyed on. It's so, it's so true. I just was chatting with someone who will probably become a client of mine um, next month. We're kind of just working through, through things. And she, before we got on our call, she sent me all of these things that she had already signed up for already done. So she just, she's like, here's the courses I've already invested in that I haven't done. Here's this. I, you know, I worked with this person and this is what they charge. And so she had a lot of these pieces and she hired a lot of coaches. And probably if I were to total what she had spent over the last four or five years to make this course that she still hasn't created yet, it's probably over $25,000. Wow. And none of those things ever got her to what she was trying to actually get to. And so unfortunately I can see why <laughs> I hate saying it, but I can see why a lot of people will say that the coaching industry might be a scam because there's a lot of these people who just have invested multiple things, but it's one of the, I guess one of the problems with some of these niches, instead of being broad is like, let's say this person is talking about how to build courses. This is a really good example you need to build a course. You need to build a course. Great. Building a course can make you tons of money. The person who built the course, they're generally selling a course on how to build a course, which is also mm -hmm. just this meta, whatever. <laughs> this um, very meta. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, here's a $2,000 course on how to build a course, which this is like, yeah, you can charge 200, $2,000 for, which is this someone who's, you know, purchased this. And then they teach you how to build $2,000 courses, courses, what they're not teaching you though, is how to build an audience to buy the course. So yeah. they're teaching a step that you're not ready for. You're not ready for that step yet. Yep. And so you get wrapped up in how easy it is to do this course and look at my numbers and look at my sales. And then they're showing these testimonials, maybe people who were in business and they probably reached out to them at the beginning or did some beta testing with people who already knew that they had something there. And it's very easy to create success when you are working with someone who has an audience and then you start selling it to people who don't have that and yep. suddenly it doesn't work. And then the person feels like it's a scam. Now right. it doesn't mean the information and content is a scam. It probably does work and it worked for them, but they're just completely leaving out really big pieces that you need to know. Mm -hmm. One and thing that's really interesting for people to know is that a, a product or a service around a super specific like learning to do a super specific thing sells way better than a more of a broad program. So for example, if you were going to put like a, you know, online business one-on-one course, right. It's so much harder to sell that, even though it might be higher value, even though there's probably more in there that you would need to know than like how to create a high converting sales page. Like okay. that, 
the high and like the how to create a high converting sales page would absolutely crush because it's so specific and it's so easy to speak to like hey do you you know do you want to get your conversions up on your sales page yes versus hey do you need to start from scratch and like build an online business it's like it just feels so vague and amorphous even though to your point those are the things they need even a high converting sales page but who the fuck is going to it you know like what's there's no audience there you're not you don't have anyone to sell to and so I think to your point, and I see this over and over again, every, I don't know if you feel this way, but I feel like a lot of the things that you and I were doing in our like 10 years ago are kind of coming back around again, where it's like, you need to have, I don't know, like, let's do a, I don't know, like a high converting webinar. And I just feel like I was like, oh yeah, like uh-huh. I'm doing webinars for a decade, but it's like, now it's a new kind of webinar and it's like, okay. So I feel like there's no new things, but they're just being marketed to differently. And there's always new people coming into the space. So for them, it does always feel new and shiny and different, but you can go to bat for any vehicle in business. But I think at the end of the day, it really comes down to when you do choose a coach, I will just say this, and this is my opinion. If you're thinking about investing with somebody, you should always feel the right to number one, reach out and ask questions. Like if the person doesn't want to hear questions, then that's their prerogative, right? You don't like, they're like, I'm not available for questions. Cool. Then you know that, but don't ever feel bad about wanting clarification on something. Don't ever ask, you know, don't ever. Now it's, I've had definitely had like people where it's like way too many fucking questions because they they want a guarantee. That's like, they're, but like, will it work if I this work with? And I'm like, there's no way for me to know that I can answer questions specifically around this offer but I don't, I can't like guarantee that in X number of months, you're going to be making six figures. But so there is a sort of bell-shaped curve when it comes to asking questions. So I get that. And then the second thing is, is it's okay to ask for testimonials. Like any good coach who has done a good job or does a good job and is an integrous coach will be happy to show you testimonials. will be happy to refer you to other people they work with to, you know, to get some feedback and to me, that's really important. Like that's part of like my, me, my being in my integrity. I'm not going to sell air to somebody and be like, well, if you, if you just don't want to buy in, then you're not ready for success. I'm like, come on. Like there's a lot more to it than that. I'm really glad you brought up testimonials and asking for past client success, because that's something I didn't do in the past. I think I would trust too much. Um, you know, when I was, when I was a beginner and just buying extra courses and, you know, kind of getting wrapped up in some of that. And I, I think luckily my budget didn't allow me to get wrapped up too much. I mean, I'm kind of glad for being broke at some points that I had to bootstrap because I feel like I could have lost a lot of money. Um, What I really would do was a few things. I would watch how people did things. Like if I couldn't afford it and I felt like Mm -hmm. I need to watch how they did it. Um, But now I do really look like Jill said, Jill said at the beginning of the podcast that we're looking to work with someone and before we're investing and it's not even a big investment. Um, but I'm reaching out to some of his clients and I'm asking their experience with him mm-hmm. because it does matter to me if I'm going to start working with someone, have they gotten results for someone? How are they to work with? You know, it, I don't want to make a lot of big changes if this isn't going to be someone who can stick to a schedule, who can't provide or uh, produce what they say they're going to do. I have just seen too many times that someone talks a big game, they make a lot of claims, they make a lot of promises, and then they don't produce. And so for me, it is really important now to take the time and reach out to old clients or read through testimonials and see if this is really legit. I didn't used to do that because I would get wrapped up in the scarcity mindset and the the marketing speak. And now I do take my time. And I, I think Jill's right too. There, 
if they are a legit coach and they know, and they're solid in what they do, they're also going to allow you to do that. They're not going to say, Hey, this offer is only good for the next 10 minutes. And if you don't take it, it's going to go up or it's just going to go away. You're like, okay, cool. Now there is sometimes where there is actually scarcity. Like if we're starting, let's say, you know, we started coaching cohort at the beginning of the year and you know, we close the doors at this time. That is true, but there are many people that have revolving evergreen offers. And they tell you, if you're on a call that you have to make the decision in 10 minutes, I'm like, at least give me till the afternoon. Like let me some research. <laughs> I can make the, the, the decision today in 24 hours, but I don't need to make the decision while I'm on the phone with you, you know, right. like, let me yeah, you can't really think straight, but that's the whole point. And let me talk to a friend and let me like, just reach out to a couple of people. And I will tell you by tomorrow, but I, I think it really is important to look at past history, talk to people, see, ask for testimonials or ask for case studies, and then go ahead and reach out to those people. And I actually had this recently, it was about, I guess, last year, 2021, this guy reached out to work with one of my other clients. And so we were going back and forth. He sounded great, sounded really smart. And he had a testimonial on his page of a friend that I knew. So I reached out to the friend. I said, Hey, I saw so-and-so shared your testimonial. And he's like, where did he get that? I go, I don't know. And he said, this testimonial was so old. It was like 2013. He said, I absolutely would not recommend working with him. Mm. Um, And so some things that happened in the mid, in the middle of things where he was like, yeah, that testimonial was for something else completely. It wasn't for what he's offering now. Mm. You know, I don't recommend working with him. And I'm glad I asked because it was, it was like a $25,000 investment. And this person that the testimonial, I trust his um, advice yep. and who he is. And he's like, I don't know why that's on his YouTube. He should pull it down. Like, that's not, you know, that's not okay. Yep. So really interesting. I do like to kind of hear from people. And if I do know someone personally, I like to personally ask him and I want just real feedback. Hey, if they don't have everything great, just they're like, look, they're really good here, but they're not good here. That doesn't mean I'm not going to hire. I'm just right. No, that's why we read reviews on, you know, Airbnb and on Amazon. I like to look at those three-star reviews where people are like, look, this is the good, this is the bad. And then you can make a decision there. So yeah, totally love it. Yeah. I think this is a good conversation. Just even just for all of us to like who are consumers to remember to have, you know, it's funny. It kind of reminds me like the manipulation you were talking about earlier sort of reminds me a little bit of when we were competitors. Do you remember there were these like male coaches who just loved that these insecure women, I'm raising my hand because I was one of them, were like constantly just wanting their praise, like wanting to like, just prove that they were good and stuff. I remember being in some of these Facebook groups and it was like, you always wanted to be like, you know, see, you always wanted to let, you're trying to like literally please your coach. It's such a weird power dynamic to me. And I think that's what is like sort of getting under my skin about this way of coaching is like, it's a very strong power dynamic that I'm just like, if you're coaching somebody, like you're working for them. You know, it's like, I don't know. I mean, the idea, it's almost like taking abundance mindset to the extreme. So, you know, it again comes back to, there are a million coaches, probably over a million coaches, and there are plenty of coaches that are great for you, but never, ever feel guilted, obligated, coerced, bullied into hiring a coach, like, or feel bad at like going at the pace that you need to go at for you. And I think we know the difference between, like just being scared of something or wanting to just take a second, you know, I mean, that there's a difference between that. Like, Oh, I'm like, it's where it's like, there's a limiting belief here, or it's like, I just want to weigh my options. And I want to, you know, take a second to decide my very first business investment was $10,000. And I got an off the sales call with the person, Rachel Cosgrove, who has been on the podcast. 
And she told me it was 10 K and I got off that call fully never thinking I would pay that. I was like, sounds good. I'll let you know. Of course, in my back of my mind, I'm like, no fucking way. Two weeks later, I called her back up and I was like, I'm ready. So just goes to show that let people decide in their own time. And I agree with you. If there's like a deadline, there's a deadline, right? Rachel didn't give me a deadline. She just said, cool, let me know. And then luckily when I reached out two weeks later, it was still open. But you know, if there is real scarcity, then yes, you have to make a decision. But at the end of the day, like you people arrive at their their investments in their own time. And the second you try and like force it or like, you know, push someone into it or guilt them into it or obligate them into it, it's just like not a good way to like even start the relationship. I don't want to work with someone who felt guilted into joining. <laughs> like to me, that's not like good energy to even start off with. But, you know, I don't know the intricacies of this business model. It is intriguing to me enough that we're doing this episode, but at the, at the end of the day, I do feel like, you know, as a consumer, try to educate yourself as much as you possibly can, ask around, get testimonials. And, and if a coach makes you feel bad for doing that, there has to be a reason why. Like to me, I'm just like any coach that's doing integrous work and like is actually getting results for people will not feel put out by that. In fact, I would, I would welcome that. I've had some of my best clients ask for testimonials and then they signed on with me after the fact and they fucking crushed. So it definitely, to me, it doesn't say anything about the person's intention. Yeah, I agree. I think this is a really interesting conversation to have. It's interesting that these kind of coaches are coming out just to ask you to send the money without telling you an offer, but apparently it's working for them. Um, I'm wondering about their clients, what kind of results they're getting. That's actually where I'm really curious. So I'm going to have to find some clients of these people. (laughs) Um, And yeah, maybe on the next episode, we will tell you all to give us your money and we're not going to tell you what we're going to get you back. Yeah. We're just going to send you our Venmo. Just trust, (laughs) just Just trust that you're going to get an energy exchange by sending me money. (laughs) You will definitely get that by sending me money. I won't do anything personally. (laughs) I'll just let the exchange take care of it. (laughs) So ridiculous. (laughs) Oh my God. Well, let us know what you, you think of it, this, maybe it worked for you. I mean, my friend did it and she said that's, she loved it and she was going to start. So I don't know. I'm going to, I, now I'm going to ask her some more questions. I need yeah. to, I need more questions. I need more, <laughs> I have a lot more questions now. Yes. Um, so let us know if you've done it, if you know people doing it and if it seems to work for them, if you have friends that are just crushing it now that they've given a coach a million dollars and yeah. And if you have no idea what the fuck we're talking about, then you can just move on from this episode. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. All right. We'll see you on the next one. All right. Bye, guys.